Good afternoon. My name is Becky Freeman. I'm the new media associate editor for the journal Tobacco Control. And today I'll be speaking with Thomas Wills, who is with the Prevention and Control Program at the University of Hawaii Cancer Center in Honolulu. And we're going to be talking about his new study on the longitudinal study of e-cigarette use and cigarette smoking onset among high school students in Hawaii. Now, this is particularly interesting because there's been quite a lot of speculation whether e-cigs use among young people actually leads to decreased smoking or increased smoking or if there's sort of no association at all. So this is a really important study for us to be looking at because it's one of the first to actually try and answer this question. So welcome to the podcast, Thomas. Um, Maybe before we get started, you could just sort of tell us what was the objective of your study? What were you trying to find out? Well, the objective was to conduct a longitudinal study and try to address the question that you just raised. Mm -hmm. And it's Uh, What implication does e-cigarette use have for adolescents, and particularly for adolescent non-smokers? Does it in some way act to deter smoking? Or on the other hand, could it be acting as risk factor that gets kids more interested in smoking? The third alternative being, of course, there's no effect at all. So we conducted a one-year longitudinal study and followed a group of high school students over time and assess their e-cigarette use and their cigarette use at both time points. So then you have the elements for the classical prospective design where you examine what happens to the additional non-smokers over one year period as a function of their initial e-cigarette use. And what did you find? Well, we found, and the results were fairly clear and consistent, that we found that that e-cigarette use increased the likelihood of initiating cigarette smoking. Very simple language, that's the basic finding, that uh, e-cigarette use acted as a risk-promoting behavior. And this was independent of, say, other risk factors such as ethnicity, age, um, gender, um, degree of rebelliousness, that sort of thing? We had a whole slew of risk factors, of uh, covariates, Mm -hmm. which were possible confounders. Mm -hmm. Some of them were risk factors for smoking, some of them were protective factors for smoking, but we had a good range and they were all included in the analyses and the results that we reported for e-cigarette use are independent of those covariates. So, and I guess the other side of the question is then, if children who use e-cigarette use, was there any association at all that perhaps this prevents them from smoking in the future that they found sort of their outlet for nicotine use or rebelliousness and that we've actually, you know, prevented them from going into smoking by making e-cigarettes readily available? Any evidence for that at all? Well, if, if that had been occurring, I think we would have seen it. The sort of the other side of the question is if you're a current smoker, do e-cigarettes help you to quit? Mm. And that is as much a raging question as whether e-cigarettes promote onset. And we, in fact, we tested whether the current smokers were more likely to quit if they used e-cigarettes as a baseline. Really didn't find evidence for that. It's it's a hard thing to study in adolescence because there aren't a lot of smokers to begin with, and most of them don't quit over one year. So I'm saying that our study was not a strong test of that question. Were there any other particular limitations of your study that are important to note? Well, the measures of e-cigarettes that we used are relatively simple ones. Mm -hmm. They're pretty much what you would have found in the literature a couple of years ago. The fact of the matter is the study was started a couple of years ago. That was measures that were available. And, you know, we just started this because we noticed adolescent, you know, even in middle school, we noticed students in middle schools doing this 
strange thing in school, which emitted a big cloud of what looked like smoke, and we started asking questions, and that led to including these measures of e-cigarette use in our questionnaire. Now, I wanted to ask as well, it, it's not that you're saying that, you know, non-smokers who used e-cigarettes, they all went on to become smokers, but it was a significant enough portion that it's, it's concerning from a public health point of view. What, what can public health practitioners do? What can policymakers do? What, what does this research sort of suggest we need to, how we need to act? Well, there, there has been a debate about whether there should be any restrictions on e-cigarettes at all. And there are people who argue that because using e-cigarettes is better than smoking cigarettes, that uh, there should be no restrictions on e-cigarette use. Because if you place restrictions on e-cigarette use, you might conceivably be harming people because you deprive them of what's said to be harm reduction behavior. But there's really been no evidence in this question until recently, and this study actually one of the first to provide real empirical evidence that bears on this question. Um, so the public health significance is that if e-cigarette use were restricted, for example, by limiting sales to persons under 18, mm -hmm. then the rate of cigarette smoking onset would be reduced. And certainly it would be hard to find somebody to argue that that's not a good thing. I mean, everybody in the field agrees that reducing the rate of smoking onset among adolescents is crucial for public health. Yes, I think it's, it's the one thing in tobacco control we seem to not ever argue about. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, um, I thought it was a really interesting study, and you're so right. It's one of the first to be able to say, you know, rather than just speculate, are e-cigs a gateway or a risk factor, or are they protective? And no doubt there'll be other countries and jurisdictions that will want to follow up on this and replicate these results. So thank you for your important contribution. Is there anything that you want to mention about the paper that you didn't get a chance to say or any sort of concluding remarks you wanted to add? I'd like to, uh, to note that the, the authors are an interdisciplinary group. There's a pediatrician. There's a public health graduate from the University of Hawaii who was the field director for the study. There's another public health graduate who... Um, has been doing work on smoking in Hawaii for some time. There's a social psychologist who's at the University of Connecticut. And in some way, I think that having all these people as collaborators, you know, really did help to flesh out the uh, domain of the paper and the boundaries and provide a little more scope to the discussion. Of course, I take responsibility for any bad writing or limitations, but um, I think all those folks uh, did help, you know, to make it a good paper. Absolutely, and fantastic model for writing public health papers that inter um, collaboration. So thank you for this research. I think it's really important.